0: Hey, this is Lauren B.R., and this is The Authentic Podcast. Hey, everyone. Just want to give a heads up before you'll start listening that there are a few technical difficulties, and the sound is a little bit off. You'll notice that at first, but you'll totally get used to it, and it's so worth listening because Catherine drops some major wisdom, and just so many awesome um, words are spoken about missions, and um, just the Great Commission, and the lord's heart for the nation so i really encourage you to keep listening because it's such such a good episode so sorry about the technical difficulties those definitely won't happen again and i've learned my lesson but i didn't want to stop y'all from being able to hear such truth so i hope y'all enjoy and bear with me as you might hear some glitches and a little bit um, of the sound sounds a little echoey but anyways i love you all and i hope you enjoy this episode
1: Hi, everyone. Today's episode is a dream episode of mine and it could not be more timely. I have my incredible friend, one of my role models um, on the podcast today, Catherine. Catherine is one of the smartest people I know and that's actually true. I'm not even kidding. Um, She has such solid advice and is a friend to all. Watching her lead others so well on the kingdom is one of the coolest things to see. She truly has a heart for the nations and that's lived out really in all she does. So that's exactly why I wanted to have her on this episode where we're talking about being on mission. There really isn't a better person I know to talk about it. Um, So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. That was so sweet. Oh my gosh, that was so sweet. Um, Yes. Nice. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. Okay, so just... Let us know a little bit about you, who you are, your relationship with the Lord, your future plans. Just let us get to know you. <laughs> I am a senior at LSU. I'm studying mass communication and political science. And up until um probably this year, I was very set on going to law school next year and um just wanted to do immigration law um, for a long time. Um, but that's kind of changed now. So I guess I'll get into that a little bit later. But um yes, so. I obviously got LSU. I came into college not following Christ. I would say that I was a like if you would have asked me, I would have said I was a Christian. Um, but my life did not reflect that. I didn't. I really didn't know who Jesus was. Now that I look like, back, I had no relationship with Him. I didn't trust Him. I don't really care. Um, and then December of my freshman year, um, I just came. I was reading Romans five and just realized like, wow, like while I was still a sinner like dead christ died for me um and yeah in that moment just gave my life to an um and it was just a beautiful and hard season of my life but just yeah i look back and i'm like wow the gospel changes everything. and so now what is that three years later um i am still at lsu but i just my life is completely different and um yeah right now i'm just learning a lot about trusting the lord which is what we're talking about and i'm learning a lot about how faith is like um it's a grace to dance honestly with the word and so it's been really sweet just um getting to know who God is who God says he is and um knowing more intimately this season and so um my future plans (laughs) kind of up in the air which is a scary thing to say when you're a senior but it's good to be um considering law school but also hoping to do cross-cultural church planting um for my long term it's <laughs> just so cool and it's exciting, mm-hmm. you know. Really they is. don't know there's so many options and possibilities to work through. So it is exciting. No, it definitely is. <laughs> but I understand. I have not even scared for my future yeah. So <laughs> yes. Um, I did it. Um, so whenever we were talking about um what we were gonna yeah. say in this podcast, you kind of told me a little bit about your sophomore year mm-hmm. and how you learned to not hold your future with tight hands. So if we could just kind of go into that and tell us what that Absolutely. looks like. Absolutely. Yeah, I, oh my gosh, my sophomore year, Um like I said, I became a Christian when I was a freshman. And so sophomore year looked a lot like exploring what the Bible says and um learning the biblical truths and kind of beginning to them into my life. Um, and I fell on my face a lot. I just I got to know grace a lot that season. Um, but I remember it was October my sophomore year. I vividly remember I was, I go to the chapel, I was in chapel and worshiping, and I just realized, like, I, I think I was singing Build My Life, and I realized that I was not singing what I actually believed. Like, I was like, yes, Lord, you can have my, um, my day-to-day. Like, I'm so committed to you. But when it came to, like, after graduating, I was holding on to this idea of this future so tightly. Like, um, my group was just so tight around it. Like, I did not want to give um, my career goals and dreams to the Lord. Um, and it was really selfish but it was also just a lack of trust in him and so that was October and it was like a lot of obviously like the months and months and months and the Lord really just sanctifying me in that and then come April um I remember I had the opportunity to continue um, in a job that I was in or quit <laughs> um and I actually chose to quit because I was just dealing like I just found the job was creating a lot of pride in me and I felt like the Lord was leading me away from the job and I felt like I was drumming on the clip, quitting this job like I was like no like I've worked so hard to get in this position and like all that um but I really felt the Lord leading me away from it and so when I did literally not even two days later he had provided this amazing opportunity to work in an immigration law firm wow. and it was like Ooh. crazy like he I didn't know that was happening and it just taught me a lot about trust in him providing um and it, so it was specifically immigration law so at this point I didn't know what kind of law I wanted to practice and um and I was like okay immigration like interesting like I really want to do that and then um yeah I feel like that series of events began the like, Lord being, like, right in front of my face, like, hey, like, I have you, like, I will provide, like, um, he is so good, like, he is just working for his glory and good. and like, I just trust that, and, like, you can trust me in this, is basically, like, what I was learning, um, and, yeah, I mean, that extended into, that was the season that I learned a lot about, um, God's heart for the nations, and so I kind of took that lesson, that took from October to April, and applied it to, okay, wait, I never even thought about Using my life to go cross culturally and plant churches, but I've seen the way that the Lord is trustworthy here in America. So let me just like try to apply that. And it was just this beautiful, like, um, lesson that I learned about trust and about the God that we serve that He is trustworthy. Um, and He is so good and so kind and loving and patient and um, wants to use us in His like global mission. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Also that's cool, because that's when they also did like listen at yes. um refuge. Yeah. Um yes. So and you can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Um so yes, also my literally right after this happened, like a week after, I'm pretty sure. We had this thing called Engage Global, um, which is a week-long conference at the college ministry that I go to called Refuge, which a lot of you probably know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Engage Global was every day we would come to the chapel and um, just learn about all the religions of the world and then also hear from missionaries who are in the field actually sharing the gospel to um, unreached people groups. I didn't even know that was an unreached people group and an unengaged people group. These are um, ethnicities, like groups of people who have no access to the gospel maybe they don't have the bible translated in their language maybe there's there is less than two percent christians in their um, people group and so i was learning about all of this i was praying through it and the thing that really really stuck out to me the most was i was seeing it in the bible you know i went into it thinking like okay missions was for those like super christians who are like just so like I'm <laughs> really tired of the Lord and um there's like these two verses that maybe talk about missions. But then engage goal made me confront the fact that God talks about his heart for the nations from Genesis to Revelation. And like all throughout the Psalms he's talking about um like so that the nations will know my name so that like I will be exalted among the nations Psalm 46 and um literally Genesis to Revelation. And that just hit me so hard that it wasn't just you know, the Great Commission verse in Matthew that we all know, but it was, no like the whole point of the Bible is that God's glory would go to all the nations, and it became something that I couldn't ignore that week. Um, I mean, every single day we were seeing scripture, and then that paired with going to um, different places of worship, worship for different religions, and seeing, wow, they don't have the gospel, and like, I want to share it so badly with them. Like, I feel like the Lord really used his word to grow this one, knowledge, but two, understanding of, like, who God is and his heart for these people, Um while I was seeing these other religions up close and learning about them and caring about them and seeing how much God loves them, just as desires for them to know them. Um, and so it was just a, this incredible cross-cultural experience paired with a new understanding of Scripture, and it changed the way that I read the Bible and kind of even sold the world and saw people in general, because now I was seeing them as while God is desiring to have a relationship with him, and God is desiring this people group to worship him because he created these beautiful cultures and these beautiful people groups, um, and he's ready for them to be redeemed and worshiping the one true God. So it was it was a huge turning point in my life, mm-hmm. which is the summer of my sophomore mm-hmm. year. So sophomore year was just, like, incredible. <laughs> no, it's cool how he, I mean, obviously, he's the Lord, and he had this plan from the beginning, but it's mm-hmm. cool to see him do, like the same thing with different yeah. things for you. I don't know, it's, 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 not it's just so interesting. Like I had to learn to trust in the smaller thing, quote unquote, of my job. And then now he's like, okay, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna present this knowledge to you. Now I'm gonna teach you about this, I can apply this trust. And I mean, it was just, he was holding my hand the whole time, like so patient because it literally, it was like me falling on my face like, oh wait, okay, I get it, I'm applying this, that what you taught me in this book now, or this is scripture now. So it's just not as cool as we mm-hmm. you know, but please <laughs> know. Um, so that going along with that, what does it look like for listeners to give their future to the and how can they practice that when I guess, like more tangibly or like if you have any specific things because they might be listening to something like that? So cool, but how do I do that? I'm if so. that makes sense. So if you have any advice for listeners on um, um where they can go. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so funny, we were talking about this before. It's so funny that this question is being asked because I am literally there's a part of my life that I'm struggling to trust God with right now, too. And so, as I'm saying this, I'm like, man, it is an everyday surrender. Um, and for me, what I've learned is how to catch myself not trusting the Lord. And so, I will get like when I start to feel anxious about my future, when I start to feel stressed, when I don't want to go to the Lord with things because I'm afraid of what his answer is going to be. Um, that is when those are like and in- check engine lights going off in my head. Oh man, I need to return back to the Lord. Um, and so my first, like the first step I would say is just uh, acknowledging like, are you praying? Like asking the Lord, God, where are areas in my life that I'm not trusting you? Um, and waiting for an answer, or maybe you know your spirit. Like a lot of times my spirit can discern it. I just want to ignore it, right? Um, and then it's taking those and laying them at the feet of Jesus. Every day, if you have um, like this summer, there were things that I every single day just had to lay at the feet of Jesus. Um, and, yeah, I think it it's going for it, I and mean, he he tells us to cast out all of our anxieties on him because he cares for us, and that's exactly what that is. That's so an everyday thing. I'm um, saying, Lord, I want you to trust you because I know that you are good. Um, and more tangibly, I think, um, and I, this probably goes on to something we're going to talk about later about trusting, but I there's just this beautiful example of this in the Psalms of how David writes the Psalms. So he he starts to talk about how like his worries, his doubts, his fears, like he's literally like being chased by like lions or whatever, like like just bad stuff, and he's like, Lord, like I'm so scared, these people are trying to kill me. Um, and then he says, no, like, I'm going to stop and remember what you've already done. So he's taking his fears to the Lord he's laying on his feet, and then he's saying, Lord, I, I know what you've already done. You've done this in my life. You've done this in my life. Okay, you are trustworthy. And so it's moving from this doubt and fear to a place of, I'm going to remember. And then letting that remembrance of God's trustworthiness move you to worship. And that worship just is you know, you're probably worshiping and you're like, Lord, I'm trying to surrender my answer for Like, I'm just trying to surrender to you. But letting that worship move you from a place of fear to a place of trust and surrender. And I think the most important thing that I've learned is like, it's not a one and done thing. I mean, it might be, but it's not a one and done thing oftentimes, like, oh yeah, I prayed this one time, I'm going to give it to the Lord, I'm good. And then in you're, you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to make my own plans, right? That's usually what I try to do. <laughs> but it's like, no, let me console the Lord. Um, because he will make my path straight. You know, he is my guide. He is the creator. Of course, I would want to follow what the creator's plans are. Um, and so I guess, yeah, for me, it's it's constant. You know, I want it to be. A lot of times it's not, when I'm like caught up in my own mind. Um, but I want it to be every day. Lord, I'm not surrendering my future to you today. I'm getting caught up in this or this job or this Creator, whatever it may be, let me stop, surrender, lay this at your feet, and worship you, and letting that worship move you to a place that's so good. That's something I need to hear a lot right now, too. Mm -hmm. So, I know that people will really take a lot from that. So, Mm -hmm. like, thank you for just being there and letting the Lord speak. It's making me so happy to listen to you. Um, So, the next question I have, um, just also in case we are kind of saying a lot of things that people mm-hmm. might only know if they're in church. Absolutely. Um so just to kind of back it up, what is the Great Commission? Um, what does it mean for us and how do you work that out practically? Um and just kind of how do you listen because we're like saying all these words that people might not know. So yeah just kind of go into that and like what um you would tell people if someone asked you those things. Yes I love this question. Um the Great Commission well a lot of times when we say the Great Commission, I think of Matthew 28 where... Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and um, teaching them all, you know, all that. Um, and so that's just at the end of Jesus' life, this is the last thing he said to his disciples is go therefore and make disciples. Like this isn't stopping with you. This truth message should go out into all nations. Um, and so that's the first verse that we normally think of, but there's other verses, Acts 1 8, Mark 16, 15, John 20, 21, where Jesus says, as the father sent me, I'm sending you and a person you can kind of remember um, but we see these five great commission verses right and so um the great commission is jesus not saying like hey god sent you here right and you have seen all these things and now i'm sending you to share this gospel message the good news um of redemption of salvation to others um and so what does that really mean i mean honestly you and I would not be talking if it were not for the great commission and if it were not for people who took that seriously and said yeah I'm taking more Jesus commanded and I'm going to do that and it will be scary and it will be um, hard and it will be all these things but I know it's good because he said to do this this is the whole point point. Um, and so yeah I mean how do we live that practically Um I think it, it. First of all, it, it looks like I'm taking that verse seriously and, and saying I want to obey this. Um, and I know for me, for two years, the first years of my walk with Christ, I did not take it seriously. I was like, "That's great for people who come and talk to us on Sunday morning, who are living, you know, wherever and doing this. Like, man, I'll support that. Like, yeah, um, but I did not. Want to take that seriously for my life because I was terrified. I was so scared that God would be like, Yes, mm-hmm. you go. And so now, when I have a better understanding of these verses, it's like, That oh, it would be an honor to go and serve the Lord in that way. um I don't feel like that every really, day. But, you know, really taking a step back and looking at that, it's like, This is the whole point is that the gospel, the good news, goes throughout all the nations. And if the Lord wants you to use me, a human being, this creation, to do that, like, wow that's honor. um and so I think practically the first thing that we all need to do is like pray through those verses and ask the Lord for a greater understanding but a heart his heart for the nations because um these verses show God's care for the people that he created and I want to have the same heart too um but I mean I think there's also like we talk about, or I've heard there's these five steps too. Like, there are people who will go. So, Matthew 28 says, Go therefore and make disciples. So, there are those people who are missionaries, cross cultural workers who will go. But there's also a ton of people who will not go, right? And so, what what are those people supposed to do? Just sit here and be like, See you later, like, good luck. No, like, <laughs> um, for the people who stay. They also have people who have important roles, right? And so you have people who send, you have senders, who are the people who either financially help people who go, the goers, or they're here praying for them. So I'm on, I'm praying for a friend of mine um, who just left right now, and I'm like, wow, you are doing these amazing things, and I want to, I want to stand firm with you and pray for you when you need. Um, and it's so important, it's so important. So you have the senders, um, you have people who are here to welcome. And so what does that mean? Like there are so many international students on campus. And this is like my favorite thing. Um, there's so many international students on campus who come from places that maybe don't allow them to talk about Jesus or hear about Jesus, but also places that don't have like these body of believers, these gospel believers, bodies of believers. And on LSU's campus, like there's so many amazing international students. One, it's so fun to be friends with them. Like you learn so much about the world, like I just love it. But two, um these are great opportunities to share the gospel um and I think it's really easy for us to go throughout our day and just hang out with those that we're comfortable with or those that we're friends with or it's like you know like we're like well this is my group of friends so I'm gonna go walk to class with them or I'm gonna talk to them or like oh, I don't really want to talk to people in my class you know it's kind of weird but seeing it as way that this is an opportunity to further by making friends with someone maybe from another country who you don't know if they've ever heard about Jesus, right? You can just start a conversation about it mm-hmm. Um That's a way to welcome. And so like for the chapel, we have an English as a Second Language ESL program. And that has been such an amazing way that I've gotten to watch people welcome well and um, talk about the Bible with people who have never heard it. And I've actually seen like some of our ESL students from places like China, from places like um, other places around the world, so But they get excited when they realize it's a church. And they're like, wait a second, do you have a Bible? Like, oh wait, like we'll, we'll talk about the Bible stories and like teach them English that way. And like, I just wish like you could see their faces. It's amazing. And then you're like, I I was up there like, oh my gosh, I'm reading scripture to people who maybe have never heard scripture before. Like that is like, Lord, I'm so equipped. Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing? And it's just, it's an honor to give you water. So that's another thing you can do if you're not like going, right? Um, praying, I already talked about that, that's the number one thing because it would be foolish and silly to go without prayer, without a person the Lord. Um, And then the last one is called mobilizing, which is just a big term for like telling other people about your mission. So that was a really long answer to that, but I feel like those are good practical steps for people who are listening to this and maybe like, wait a second, like, I cannot go, like something will prevent me from going, or I am confident that God has me doing Greek law ministry here or doing um, like college ministry here, what can you kind of do to be part of this? Obey this great commission. Yeah, that's so cool. and it's very informative because mm-hmm. honestly, <laughs> I didn't even know that. And I think it's cool for like girls to listen to mm-hmm. who um, maybe they want to or they know they're supposed to join in great commission, but like you said, they don't really know how. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not by anyone's fault, but like that's just something you talk about a lot or the yeah. other. Um, Ways to be a part of it. So I think it's cool that you laid that out really correctly. Yeah. So helpful. Just to know, it's like, what kind of do now are you part of it? Today. Yeah. Um. So kind of switching gears, I guess, but we already talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. But just if you kind of want to talk about how you practice surrender day to day, but also in your future, just mm-hmm. like if you have advice, because I've been talking to a lot of girls, and like one thing I feel like a lot of people. Struggling with, I guess, especially if you get to this age where you're older and like mm-hmm. there's a lot of different paths you take, it's just how to practice surrender, mm-hmm. um, or how to surrender different things in my life, um, mm-hmm. and just trust, obviously, absolutely, which is part of it. But yeah. you I means just want to talk about that, absolutely. I think a lot of times what comes with it too is repentance, um, and just acknowledging the like God, I was not trusting you in this area of my life, and you know, I'm acknowledging that. and sitting in Greece but also, would you help me move to a insurance and asking the board for that? Um I've seen that be really powerful in my like just like like God I'm so sole my life. Um, would you help me <laughs> you know um I think I'll speak from a place of my uh, like I guess what made me surrender my future of wanting to do law school and wanting to do law and just being so i mean i became an idol and so i think number one first surrendering like identifying idols in your life so what does that mean idols are something that you put in place of the word on the ground right and so my idol for a long time i still struggle to take it off around this law school and that idea of success in that way because i've wanted to be a lawyer since i was kindergarten right (laughs) and for how at least 10 years Those motivations were, oh, I want to be a lawyer because I want to be successful. I want to be secure financially. I want to be seen. I want to seem smart to others. Like all of these things, I became a believer. I was like, oh my gosh, that whole motivation is rooted in sin. I'm not saying that everything that is not like, like I'm not saying everything that you want to do like your your goals are sinful. But if there is sinful motivations, I think actually acknowledging them, and for me, I to not ignore them and be like, you know, like. My desire for law school is good for me. It wasn't right, and so I had to move to a place of like, no, I can't use this to build a kingdom, nor should me that. Um, so I would just encourage girls like, really, really take a hard look at your life and say, am I putting anything like this God? Um, what if that's a relationship, whether that's um career goals or school or grades or whatever it may be, and surrendering that to Him, and that creates the room for Him to move. I think, um. And so, I mean, that's like my whole biggest struggle now being a Christian is, Lord, am I putting anything in your place? And if so, let me let me take that out immediately, so that the only thing I'm worshiping is you. I'm not worshiping, Catherine as a lawyer. You know this idea of that. No, I'm worshiping God. And if He calls me to be a lawyer, great. But if He calls me to be whatever, also great. Um. So repentance and, and surrendering that way. Um. And I think like acknowledging what would prevent you from surrendering. For me, it was all like fear. Like, God this idea of cross-cultural church plan seems so great, but I'm so scared, I'm so scared. It's like, okay, like, first of all, God already knows that, Like you guys, and somebody's like, yeah, okay. He's ready to receive that and, and walk with you through that. And so I think practically that's what surrender looks like, repentance and just acknowledging those things that hold you back before you. That's great. I think it's also cool, I mean, whether you become a warrior or not, how do you, um, we're still able to like keep that desire the Lord has given you, but like use it to glorify God? Like, you didn't have to get rid of, I mean, maybe you don't need him, mm-hmm. Lord, but you didn't have to be like, no, like, I can't yeah. want it all because I had simple motivations, but just changing the motivation, or I guess not, but changing, Absolutely. um, why you're doing that in a way to glorify God. Yes. I right now. Um, so I think that's how you know, because I feel like I've talked to some people and they are like, well, I had, um, Desires for this that were simple and motivation that were so I can't do it at all. But if the Lord has given me, I mean I don't know what you do, but if He's giving you these talents and gifts and desires, um, obviously He might want to use you. Mm-hmm. Not so it so is cool. I was like that is still an option. Yeah, no, He redeems that. Good. Yes, yes. yeah, no, that's such a good point. But I think people should hear is like the what can you redeem and yeah. like you acknowledge your simple if you have simple motives, does not mean just throw it out the window. Yeah. like the very welcome Redeem and use that still. Like, exactly. he's so much bigger than just like, yeah, you know, yeah, yes, absolutely. it's absolutely so much more yeah. um So, one of the last questions I have just before we kind of wrap up is just mm-hmm. you had a really cool experience this summer mm-hmm. with an unreached people group. And so, like, talk a little bit about that and what you want through there because I think that's really, really cool. Yes, yes, I'm going to do this this summer. Um, I will not speak super detailed about it just for safety for people there, but. I had an experience to share the gospel with people who um, have never even heard about Jesus, or if they have, it's just complete lies, honestly. Um, and so it was, I spent a lot of time with them, and it was incredibly difficult because you're here, you know, when you say like, "Oh, have you heard about you know, are you, are you Christian? Have like, you been to church?" Like that's usually you, know, you don't say, "heard about Jesus," but have you been to church? Um, it's like, yeah, I kid not bit, or like people know, but in the place that I was, like, people know. no idea. Um, and I learned so much about the reason that we share the gospel. Because if we share the gospel for the sake of seeing fruit, we're gonna be so disappointed. If I share the gospel because I am to look like a good Christian, like that that's simple, right? <laughs> if I share the gospel because I think God expects me to do this I have to do this and I don't hear perfectly I'm failing like I myself am missing the point to right so the motivation of sharing the gospel it should always fall back to like, I love God. I love God so much. God has radically changed my life and I want to share that So I think it taught me my motivation um a lot of times is of uh, like just pure obedience because I'm like oh I see it in the word and that's great but that obedience should even flow from the love of God. And so this summer, when I'm sharing gospel, a lot of times, I'd, I mean, uh, a lot of times they'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Or like, oh, that's cool for you. Or like, whatever. And I'm like, dang, like, what? Like, I, I would, I'm gonna just, you know, this truth is so amazing. Like, it's light changing. i mean, the one truth, right? And I had to come back and say, like, Lord, you're bigger than this. You're bigger than me. Like, it's not about me. And I'm doing this because I love you. And so, um, Whatever happens like that was in your hands, and so I, I learned a lot about that, and so I think it's applicable here too. and we have a gospel awesome conversation with someone, and they're like, eh, like, you know, and you're like, dang, like, yeah, you can mourn you should warn that, but ultimately, you can go back to love for God and love for his people. And so, that was like the huge, that was a huge, like, just personal lesson I learned. I remember crying, eating a dessert that I ordered, like, I just remember this moment when I learned all of this, and was like, oh my gosh, I'm missing the point. Um, but other than that, I mean, what an incredible honor it is to share the gospel. Like I just reflected a lot on how the gospel changed my life and how the Lord like literally Christ died for me while I was still a sinner. Like what wow. Like when I think about that, wow, that's all I'm gonna say. And getting to share the greatest news of all time, the one truth with other people who have never heard, that should excite us and that should um be honored honor for us, you know, and, and and so that's that's what it became. It was just a really tangible way. And I think the Lord taught me a lot. Like I was really scared of just missions in general. And so this like tangible experience. I wasn't there very long. So you know like one summer you don't even hit culture shock. But um I got to see like wow like a lot of the fears that I have like obviously you take care of. And so it was like literally like I was like oh practicing trust there too. And so Um, I wish I could tell more stories and talk more about it, I just can't really tell the specifics, but if anyone is listening to this and I'm interested, we can, you know, it's so cool. Um, But yeah, I would just say I learned a lot about motivations for sharing the gospel that should be motivated because we love others because Christ first loved us, right? And so we share the gospel with others because Christ first loved us, right? And so letting that be the motivation for everything that we do, whether sharing the gospel here or halfway around the world. So, you cool. <laughs> know, it's so cool to, like, listen to you talk about this. I can also just listen to you talk about this. I really need to, to you talk. Um, So, the last question that I have for today is just to kind of sum it up, what does missions mean to you and then what does missions mean for every single book? Yes. Um, wow. <laughs> That's a great question. I think it means it. it's just an honor, you know? It means sharing the kind of in this one about sharing the news that changed your life with someone else and getting to see the word and use that to change their life and save them too um i think it's i mean look I, i acts 1 8 like i think of that like acts 1 8 says but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and all Judea and samaria and to the end of the earth and so, first of all, we're not alone in the power of Christ. He gives us power by the Holy Spirit. Um, and what are we called to be? Witnesses to the ends of the earth. And so we're witnessing what Christ has done in our life to the ends of the earth. Uh, and what an honor that is. Um, we're not alone. Jesus says in Matthew, like, and I will be with you always. And so when we feel that fear of surrendering, when we feel that whatever it may be, Lord, this is uncomfortable, Lord, I don't want to do this. Jesus says, I'm with you we can draw on the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's exciting, I think. And if you can get to that place where, wow, this is exciting. I'm so desperately want to be a part of this, whether it's praying or, or going. Um, yeah, I think it just, it's amazing. And you get to see the Lord in such a different light. Like, God is not a God of the West. God is not an American God. God is not in so much bigger than that. God is a God of the ends of the earth. Um, and when we can... Make Christianity not about us, right? The Bible is not about us. <laughs> like when we see that God's heart is for the nation so clearly in the Bible, it takes us to that place, it takes us out of selfishness and pride and all those things and it takes us to a place of God, I just want to serve and honor you. Um but I think it's easy to say, even as I'm saying right now, I'm like, man, I need to sit down and pray about this again. Um, it's so easy to say, but it's like, Will I take the scripture seriously? What will, will I see God as this huge, big God, more sovereign than I can ever imagine? God, and taking that as word, it's like, I want to. And so that's what missions is. It's it's bringing the greatest truth of all time, the one truth, to the ends of the earth, and obeying as we love God. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on this episode. I believe it'll be cool for a going to be here to maybe a lot of people, but. Uh, so far, but... Well, we'll in. Can you go ahead and pray, just, just for everyone listening? I'll just get over you know, what we talked about today. Yes, you. Uh, Thank you so much. I just want to thank you for, um, yeah, just really bit that she's obeying you um, on campus when she's going to be on campus, I just think thank you uh, for she's um, had a prayer with the listeners, Lord, and pray. Yeah, just a bit of speech them, and they would um, seek you in this scored. Um, yeah, they have heard of the great mission, or I didn't teach them about how they were like, pray that. Um, they're just, we we're all, we we're all growing trust, Lord, knowing that you are, are more trustworthy than that. you are. We're not. are to show trust to you, listen to you, just really appreciate Would you know um, teach us, Lord? God, I just pray right now, just as we call it, that trust and surrender is a different thing. Yeah, I just acknowledge that word and I pray for myself that I would trust the word and I just pray that we would all just to be better because you are so trustworthy, and you are so good. You see that in your word. And so. But right now I pray for, um, yeah, I see Christians around the world, Lord, those who are persecuted, Lord, I pray for strength and grace for them, God. Um, yeah, just that they would continue to join be the and that you join me again. I pray for gospel cultural church fighters around the world. Or um I pray protection over them I pray yeah, they would just be strengthened by your face to knowing that you were with them always. Um, God, thank you for your word, God thank you for your sign. Um and just and, and, and thank y'all for listening, thank you, Catherine, and uh, I'll see slash everyone next week.
0: Okay, wow. Seriously, such, such an amazing episode. I adore Catherine so much. And what's so cool about the timing, and I mean just the Lord's timing in general, is that actually if you go to LSU right now, um, Refuge is doing a series called Live Scent, which I didn't even know when I planned to record this. Literally this past Sunday, we just had our first sermon series. Steve Elworth did it, and it was amazing. So even if you don't go to LSU, you can go ahead and look that up online and listen to it. But if you do go to LSU, um, I just think that's really cool. And, you know, just in the Lord's divine plan that we are literally going over that. So I encourage y'all, I mean, first of all, go and talk to Catherine. Talk to me about it. Um, but go to Refuge and learn more. Um, we have some really awesome people coming up to speak. And we also have the Live Sit Converse coming up. Shameless plug. But you can find out more about that um, online or by going to Refuge. And um, we still have Engage Global at the end of this year, too. And so a lot of the thing that she talked about in this episode, it's really cool because they're like actual things that you can go and do. Um, So if you're interested in um, Engage Global or the Salt Trip or things like that, things that Catherine talked about, those are literal things you can sign up for. So I think that's really cool and just so cool that the Lord – did this so perfectly, um, time wise. So I definitely encourage you if you're in the Baton Rouge area to go to refuge and learn more about this. And if you're not, then totally look it up online too, because it's so cool that we have that resource now, um, and to totally utilize the internet, um, to find ways to glorify God. So yeah. Um, before I close this episode, I just wanted to give a little shout out because I think that's just really sweet of the Lord, um, to do that. So hope to see you all, um, at the next refuge. If you can go, if not, obviously no worries, but, um, just a little fun thing that's going on. And I had to let y'all know, um, thank you so much for listening and have such an amazing week. I'll see y'all next week with some really exciting guests coming up. Love you all. Um, and remember to glorify God in all you do and be authentically you.